Open your ears and lower your expectations. There's a new podcast sweeping a very small portion of the nation. Listen now, listen fast, because this episode may be their last. He's Sean, he's Chris, you should listen to this. It's an hour you'll never get back. On SoundCloud, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Honorado and Sean Bagnardi. All right, Shawnee. Uh, for maybe the first time in the history of this podcast, we are delivering on a promise. Really? Are there promises so? we make or threats? I'm not sure. Right. Well, we talk about things we want to do on this podcast, discussions we'd like to have, guests we'd like to have, and this week, we have them. We did it. Pastor Nick Smith of the Next Level Church in Saratoga Springs. That's very exciting. You have questions about heaven and mm. religion. We all do. Yeah. And I think they're elementary in nature, but once <laughs> Thank you reach you. well, you know, <laughs> once you reach a certain age, you stop asking these questions. I don't know why we stop asking these questions. I, I clearly don't. They're simple and yet very complicated when it comes to the answers. The things that you know keep you up at night. Right. They've kept you up at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, news of the week. Donald Trump has named his vice presidential nominee. It's Mike Pence, governor of Indiana. Right. Um, The thing that I read that I found really interesting here is that Trump had to be sold on Pence, right? He's not his kind of guy. Um, And I read that even, like, the night before the announcement was made, at, like, midnight, he was calling his advisors, Trump was calling his advisors and thinking, can I get out of this still? It seemed like... That's not a good start. No. It seemed like he may have wanted Christie, right, and was kind of talked out of it. Um, Pence supported Ted Cruz yep. in the primary. He's spoken out against uh, Trump's idea to ban Muslims. Um, so I don't know. I think I think probably the idea is, and not that I mean Mike Mike Pence is very conservative and has a. a staunch stance on lgbt Mm -hmm. and um but maybe they think that he is some kind of balance that trump needs where you wouldn't get that with christie or some others maybe but look it doesn't matter no i mean based on the electoral college like setup here i've i've seen polls that have hillary like a 66 percent chance of winning in november i'll tell you right now there's nothing that could happen between Two weeks ago, before Mike Pence was even named, and the election in November, nothing that can happen over that time, very little that could happen over that time that's going to change anybody's mind now. Really? Oh, yeah. You think Including pe- who they name as their VP. You think people have decided already what, of course who they they'll have. vote for when they go to the polls? I, I, think, I think the vast majority of people have, and the only people who haven't are the ones... You know, probably like you and I, who just yeah. think we hate both these people. This is stupid. What are we even doing here? What do you think voter turnout will be like? It's either going to be... You do, you think oh, so. huge. Because there's so many people who are like, I'm just not going to vote. They're so <laughs> fed up with this whole year and a half we've been through. I'm just not going to vote. Yeah, people will vote. Okay. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. I, look, I've said it before on this podcast. I've said it to you a hundred times. What is election day this year? November, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I... 
I'm making sure I'm not working that night because I'm not in news. If I were in news, I'd want to work. Um, and I'm at home. I'm in front of the TV. I've got Chuck Todd with the touch screen, and he's talking sure. about each state. And I mean, I, I can't wait for it. Wolf Blitzer will be sliding yes. so many things yes. on his digital iPad. I I mean, I'll need picture in picture. Chuck Todd, Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting night. Um, you know, election night is like the Super Bowl in the news business. Yep. So it's going to be a wild night from the work perspective. Yep. But I always look forward to it because it's it's the one show that is so different from any other show you do all year. You know, most, most n- news nights, you prepare the news mm. and then you deliver it. You spend the day... You know, writing it, and yeah, some things change, and you do have breaking stuff that you have to add. But for the most part, you do a lot of prep work. Election night is you put stuff together the way you think you want it, but mm-hmm. then it all blows up when results start coming in. Candidates start taking the podium. You know, the show that you put together early in the day, that framework is is least likely to be what ends up being delivered compared to any other show. And you'll feel like, for the most part, won't you, that you're almost kind of sitting on your hands until 9.20. That's always right? how it is, because <laughs> you know you get everything done really just about the day before in terms of like laying out your graphics yep. and putting stuff in. and Where a reporter's going to be. Exactly, yeah. and figure yep. you, you know, that's all figured out in advance, and then you just kind of sit there that day waiting for the <laughs> polls to close right. and for all the shit to start hitting the fan. Yeah. And when it does, it goes. And, you know, not from 9 o'clock to you're off the air at midnight is just, it's like a blur. As we're doing this, we're seeing more in the news of police officers shot. This is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I, I'm going to date this thing because the, the numbers change at the moment. Right. Seven shot, three officers dead. Um I don't know. I right, mean, Baton Rouge, what, we what, talked about what, what more do we say that we haven't already said? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I thought we had done... Uh, it, like, this week, it was like, well, another terror attack in France. Right. And right. this craziness in Turkey with yep. attempted coup. That's unbelievable. It's like, okay, we had... We had a few days off from the carnage. Mm-hmm. It, it still happened, but it didn't happen here. And now we hit the weekend, and we get this obviously happening in a city already... You know, in the news for, you know, I'm one of the two black men who were shot right. was now two weeks ago that kind of s- sparked all this on. Um, and now more violence, more officers dead. It's crazy. And it, apparently three suspects, uh, one of them is, is dead as we do this. Right. Uh, and at the risk, Sean, of, of making this just kind of passing news here, um, there is something sweeping the nation. It's sweeping the world. It started... I I had no idea what it was or that it was happening until I saw our friend Peter Hooley tweeting about it from <laughs> Australia. Right. Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I never had the cards as a kid. I haven't played Pokemon. I don't know what the hell a Pikachu is. It, it's a Pokemon. He's one of them. Is it's, it a he? I guess I It's know. a what? Pikachu is the name of one of the Pokemon characters. What kind of characters? Pokemon? Pokemon? Poke? Pokemon. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Pokemon. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Pokemon Go. So apparently now you don't, it's not the cards, it's not a video game, it's a 
virtual reality kind of thing. It's yeah. on your phone. Right. It uses your GPS and yep. basically like your camera. So, you know, the idea of Pokemon. 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 There you go. Is that, you know, you would, whatever, would try to catch them all, right? Mm-hmm. I never saw the cartoon. Right. I that ne- was the slogan, right? Catch them all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had like, I think, a, like some of the cards, but okay. I never even really knew what they were mm-hmm. either because I, I didn't watch the show or, or really get into it. But I guess the idea is there are these characters and the idea is you want to catch them all, which seems... Stupid. Well, no. Okay. No, because like from the card perspective, that's yep. what you want to do with cards is collect them. So yeah. that's fine. You, you know, I get it. Um, and when you're a kid, that's great. And the characters had different powers. And I think at some point you could like fight them against each other too in different video games okay. based See, these on their. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you'd want to catch them so you would have like the more powerful gotcha. whatever. And. And the idea of this one is they now exist in our world right. around us, yes. and you've got to catch them using your phone. Yep. And, yeah, it uses the camera, so you basically are holding your phone up looking through the, your camera lens, but you, it, it puts the characters in the environment around you, People, which is kind of cool. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a cool use of the technology. Yes. And the, this is funny to me, though, the idea that everyone is saying, like, well, it's better than the video game because at least people it gets people outdoors and moving around. I've seen people playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. They poke along. There's they, nothing really active about it. Right. They're well, walking. Yeah, and that's part of what's led to all these problems with it. With People are walking, not paying attention where they're going to. They're on bicycles, not paying attention where they're going to. Sean, they're in cars, yeah, not paying attention where they're going. Yeah, I'll say this. I think it's probably worse still to text and drive than play this game and drive. And I haven't played the game. I've seen it like I've seen it played on you know like somebody next to me. I was able to look at it for a second, yeah. but I don't really know how much you really have to be into it. I would think typing out something sure. is still worse. Yep. But yeah, don't do it when you're driving, right. obviously. Right. I mean, come on. It's so stupid. But yeah, we've seen, we have reported on like a dozen cra- like crazy things that have happened as a result of this. One guy smashed up his car. Yep. This is in New York State. He smashed it's his like car a into a 28-year-old guy, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, 28-year-old guy. I know, come on, man. <laughs> Smashed head on into a tree, yeah. and he had to tell the cops. He was like, "Yeah, I was playing Pokemon." Now, wait a minute. I just dawned on me. What right. if he was drunk, smashed it up, and was so worried? He said, "You know what? They'll buy this story because it's sweeping the nation. That mm. might help. They may they might overlook or not even consider. How I mean, they that? probably would still yeah. go through. If the, you're going into a tree, they're I think doing the." But it's a very believable story. Interesting. Mm. Okay. But anyway, he said he was playing it on his phone, crashed into a tree. Yeah. We had uh, one one young girl was out by a highway because you know the idea is you you've got to go seek these these characters out to capture them. Right. So people are now going places they would not otherwise go. And one mother of this like teenage girl said, you know, my daughter was near this highway. She went anywhere near it. She ended up getting hit by a car. Yeah. She was okay. So, I mean, she had some scrapes and, you know, but she, she's will survive and no major injuries. She's lucky. Um, but we also had in, I think it was in California. <laughs> there was one like character, or a few of them in this one area, so a lot of people wanted to go there. And you had a bunch of kids showing up at this facility right. that was a rehab center for sex offenders. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. You've had 
people have used it as a way to well they're not luring people they just they know where the pikachu is or whatever and they go there first and they wait for other people to come there right we've had people killed yeah well they had right? at least at least in a an armed robbery attempt you know or two uh, as a result of it so it's just it's insanity i mean come on people yeah you said in the last podcast people are stupid they really are. This is, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it, so I'm ignorant to it. I know that, but, but I just don't get the attraction. Should we try it? No. No. Mm. There's one in here, by the way. How do you know? Because in uh, one of our afternoon meetings, we record this in one of our conference rooms. Yeah. Um, in one of our afternoon meetings, we were talking about this. Somebody fired it up yeah. on their phone, and there was, there's one like right over here. Really? Yeah, little like pink squirtle thing, I think it's called. <laughs> Do you think people would break into the building to get to the the uh, the? Apparently, we the we not only anybody's breaking into here, yeah. we're trying to break out. Right. <laughs> um, there's there's one also in our in our studio. We had a cool live shot where we a reporter who covered it. Asa. Yeah. Yep. We we showed it on his phone and he he wow. captured it live on the air. Look at that. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but all this got me thinking. Which I know. <laughs> I bet it did. You know, this happens. From time. It got me thinking about, especially the guy with the uh, car under the tree, got me thinking about embarrassing situations. Because yeah. I would think when he's sitting there and having to tell the police, you know, if it, if it is true and that's what happened, he's got to tell the officers, right. look, I, you know, that's very embarrassing. Sure. So I got to thinking of my own personal embarrassments. We, we only, we really only do like 20 minutes, you realize. Before oh. we get to the guests, you know that how are we do. We don't have time for like all of your embarrassing okay, I moments. Okay, I don't know. Right, I don't know where we are on the time, but right. I'm going to guess so people can look at the time code now. As a, this is this would be a fun little challenge here. Okay. I'm going to guess we have been doing this <clears throat> for eight minutes and three seconds. Okay, right now more than that, I'm sure. Okay, but good. All right, so <laughs> the. Uh, the embarrassing story I have, when I was in high school, I used to work at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. That's not it. That's not the, that's not the whole story. <laughs> and uh, uh, with a gas station? Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a Carmel and Farms. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> there, was, there was one point when I was, like, stacking. You had to, you know, fill the cigarettes in, right? So I'm putting them all in. And out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody, like, approaching the register, like – Kind of like longer hair, mm-hmm. whatever. But I thought, I think maybe baseball cap on too. So I said, uh, I was like, oh, can I help you, sir? And then I like freaked out. Right. I was like, oh, no, I don't think that's a sir. <laughs> so then I looked back and I was like, uh, 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 ma'am, that, sir, oh, <laughs> crap. That was like, that was a direct quote of what I said <laughs> to this person. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. She was like... And it will end up being a woman. Yeah. Okay. She said, it's a ma'am. And I was like, oh, I'm so, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Honestly, I just turned and, you know, because the hat or... Uh, right. I mean, no matter how hard you try, right. you can't I was get like, out of this I, hole. And you, you stumble through right. And I was like, and I just... Because right. I couldn't see. And she was like... Or maybe it was just my raspy voice. And I was like, oh, boy. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I didn't really I didn't even know if I heard you talking. Right. But... Great. Okay. So that was one. Okay. And then the other one, I was in there and uh, I saw, I looked out into the parking lot and I saw a kid who was on our baseball team. 
and I think it was, I was still on like JV, I think, mm-hmm. at this point. And this kid was, he was just not not very good, very yep. like robotic player. And we only had, you know, we had as many people go out just to field the team. So <laughs> like nobody was getting he dropped. He was getting time, right? Yeah. So it was, I was thinking to myself, like, uh, you know, because he's also, he was also a little awkward, like socially. Yep. So I think I said something to my coworker, like, because I thought he was coming in, and I said, oh, no, not this kid. And the woman who approaching the register says, oh, what about that kid? And I was like, no, I, it's nothing. I know him from my baseball team. I just, she's like, yeah, well, I'm his mother. Yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> so 0 for 2 yeah. at the convenience store. Had to get out of there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, no good. On the lines of, of parents and children, uh, I have a niece who's six years old. She just graduated from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a what they call, a, uh, I think they call it a moving up ceremony or if it's graduation, it's graduation, whatever it is. It's more than should be done for anybody going from kindergarten to first grade. Right. We'll leave it at that. Right. We're in the auditorium. They're going to sing some songs. It's probably going to be an hour and a half at most. Is there anything worse than little kids singing? In 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 a an attempted uh, chorus, this I th- see. I think this is so young that it's okay. I, I, I would see. I would guess when they get to like fifth and sixth grade, it's just brutal. Right. What about right? the concerts with the instruments? That's when they're that's the worst nightmare. That's the worst nightmare. Yeah, because there's nothing like a violin that's so bad it's right. just screeching. And you got the one idiot on the trombone who like <laughs> hasn't really studied or right. practiced. Yeah trouble yeah so the the principal before it all starts the principal gets up to the microphone and she says welcome everybody um you know we're so happy to have you here um we're going to bring the students out in just a second but before we do um i just want to tell you that you know we've been working with them all year to and and, uh, to get ready for this and and we've told them that you know you're gonna get you're gonna get up on the stage and you're gonna see your parents or your siblings or whoever your you're grandparents gonna, you're or gonna get booed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but be professional when you're up there. So you know we don't want you waving back at the kids and blah 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 blah. Uh, back at the parents and whatever. Right. So so principal doesn't want the kids waving. Okay. Good. Says then has to feel like has to th- say to the parents. So so. If the kid doesn't wave back to you, this is why. So we're not encouraging you to wave okay. either. Okay. Right. What's the first thing that happens as soon as the kids start filing up on the risers? They all start waving. Every, not the kids, the parents. Oh, no. Every single parent and grandparent, like, out into the aisles, like, waving. Hey, Johnny. Hey, honey. Like, well, Cameras, that, too, full blast. Of course. Yeah, they all come course. out. Right. Sure. Yeah. What what did you just hear, people? Right. Now you confuse the kids. Now what does the kid do? Right. And now everybody's waving. Now the kids are on the <laughs> oh, risers no. waving. People are screaming back and forth to each other, saying hello. I mean, what, what is what? Well, right. What did you miss here? A simple, Sit down. Shut up. Yeah. And don't raise your. Some people still have like the the camcorder. Uh, it's yeah. in the wet. Unbelievable. Enough. Simple instructions. People yeah. have the most difficulty with. It's unreal. We're not parents, so can you tell? Right. Um, but still, still, come on. You ever get in trouble? A scenario like I just described where you really, like, you stepped in it bad for a minute and then you didn't. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm 
I'm sure one is not jumping to the front of my mind right now, but I'm okay. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it has too. We could use some religion, right? That's what we need. I think we all need that. Yeah. We need some answers. We need some answers. You believe in heaven? I do. And you believe in God then, right? <laughs> well, Does one go with the other? Well, I mean, I think you can believe in God and, and maybe not heaven. Not heaven. Yeah. I think most people would. Yeah. But you can't believe in heaven and not believe in God. Hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> because isn't that the idea of heaven? It's right. like... Well, I guess we'll find out what the idea of heaven is. Pastor Nick Smith. I mean, uh, I have so many questions. I want we we have to really we got to make sure we use this time well. Mm, we don't do that though. No, usually. we waste time. Right, we waste an hour. That's why we named the show what we named it. Right. Uh, Three eighty eight Broadway is where you can find Next Level Church, and it's it's still new to the area. We didn't do this at the beginning of the podcast. I know you like to set the scene whenever we're on location here. Uh, go for it. Well, you're gonna have to help me out. All right. <laughs> where exactly are we? We're in Saratoga Springs. I know that the greatest city in the capital region. Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, and uh, and we are at the offices mm-hmm. of Pastor Nick Smith of Next Level Church. Yeah, and it's. I want to talk it more about. It almost looks like you went to Pier One and yes. just said, "Give me that." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's very well put together. It is, and I want to talk more about where it is. I mean, this oh, is gotcha. perfection. I know, right? Yeah. You always talk about being walking distance to Broadway right. and Saratoga. Stumbling this is distance. Stumbling right. distance. This is perfect. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. Um, all right. Well, let's bring let's bring Pastor Nick Smith in here. And I guess the first question is. Do we call you Pastor? Do we call you Nick? Nick is great. Okay. Yeah, Nick's perfect. All right, perfect. What do the congregants call you? Uh, it's a mix. Um, Pastor Nick, you know, it's funny because um, being back in town, being back in Saratoga, I've got a lot of family and real close friends that I've grown up with. Yeah. And so, you know, those guys call me Nick. Uh, we grew up together. Um, I'm pretty laid back. Nick, Nick works. Cool. Um, all right, Nick, first let's talk about kind of the genesis of Next Level Church. You said it's only about eight years old, um, but it's new to the Capital Region and New York State overall. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys, obviously you're from here, but how did did you get here? Yeah, so Next Level Church started eight years ago. Um, pastor Josh Gagnon, he's he's our lead pastor. He started this church, and he was uh, a college athlete, actually, which is kind of cool. He played uh, college basketball and even played some uh, extracurricular basketball yep. after his, his college career. And uh, it really came out of this idea of him saying to himself, you know what? Uh, I'm going to church, I'm serving at church, but if he was being honest with himself, he'd have a hard time inviting his friends to church with him for whatever reason that that might be. And so he said, you know what, what would it look like to start a church that I can invite my friends to? A church that kind of fits into everyday life, um, but also allows people to explore their own uh, faith at their own journey without feeling like uh, they're going to be judged or feeling like they have to have it all together before they go to church. And so that's kind of the genesis. That's the idea, the main uh, reason that Next Level came about. Okay. Uh, Sean and I both raised Catholic, right, Shawnee? Yes, sir. Um, and I always say I'm good for like eight of the ten. The Ten Commandments, are yeah. the, we all know them. Uh-huh. Good for like eight of the ten, right? Like you can't tell me you haven't used the Lord's name in vain. Um, I can't tell you that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. So there's nine, and I got a feeling we'll find something else in yeah, there, too. Yeah, we don't even need to really <laughs> right. delve into it. But a it. passing grade. So right. Nick, when it comes to be, you got to be right. So when it comes to next level, um, what is it this church stands for? 
You know, honestly, we, we stand for our, our mission. The reason why we exist is to love people far from God and move them to life in Christ. And so the whole reason why we exist is for the person who's never been to church before or the person who hasn't been to church in a long time or maybe they've been hurt by the church in the past. Mm-hmm. This is a place where they can come and explore. Uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's someone who's who was raised up Catholic or maybe it's somebody who was raised up without any religious affiliation. Yeah. Wherever they fall on the spectrum and everywhere in between, we want people to know that this is a place that they can come to without feeling the, the pressure of having to have it figured out um, before they walk through the doors. And what happens when you walk through the door for the first mm, time? Yeah. Give an example. What is it like? Is it similar to what they may have experienced in the past if they did go to another kind of church, or is it a lot different? Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough to say, right? Everyone's experience is different. And so in meaning that, you know, what their past experiences are, I can't really speak to. But what I can say is that you're going to experience a life-giving uh, relevant environment, and it's going to be friendly. You're going to be able to make friends. You're going to have an opportunity, uh, we like to say, to belong before you even necessarily begin your faith journey. Uh, this is community, you know, and so we have musicians who, who just love playing music, and so they have an opportunity to play music on our band. We have uh, people who just love making somebody else's day by giving them a high five or giving them a pat on the back, and so you're going to be greeted with a warm, welcoming face, a high five, Um, You're going to have an opportunity to hear a life-giving message from Pastor Josh every single weekend. You're going to have um, relevant music, so music that sounds like what you would hear on every normal radio station. You're going to be able to experience that. And then we've got incredible kids programs uh, where really... um, from basically from birth all the way up until fifth grade, these children have an opportunity to get faith at their own understanding. It's an age-appropriate learning environment for them. As we said at the beginning here, we will ask questions that make us sound like an eight-year-old, or even my six-year-old niece, actually. She was asking my mom about heaven and death and stuff like that, and, and what do you say? And my mom's a former nun. Exactly. I was just going to so say, if, if anyone you know, would know. Right. She would have the answers. But it, these are difficult questions to, to answer. Um, and all of this started, Nick. Sean had a 3 o'clock epiphany, 3 a.m. epiphany. Tell Nick the story Wasn't about you're up at... Uh... Help me out. About heaven. <laughs> well, you're up at... Three in the morning, and the mind starts racing, right? Yeah, doesn't it always at that hour? Right. Yeah. Um, so I got I got to thinking about heaven, and I thought to myself, I don't know. Now, I, Chris and I both believe in God, right? right? Yep. And I really want to believe in an afterlife, in heaven, a sure. better place, somewhere to go when our time here is done. But I got to thinking... What if there's kind of a conflict of interest? Now, you may not see this place. Yeah. You may not. Well, I may not. Right. But I like to think it exists it's there, for others. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, when, you get, when you're at 8 out of 10, I'm at 4 out of 10, we might have different destinations here at the end of the road. Um, so what I thought was, I think the perception of heaven is that it is a place where you don't really have to worry about anything. Right, you kind of can. It, it is, it's a paradise in a sense of there's no more pain, there's no more suffering. Mm-hmm. We, we've moved beyond all of that, and it is just peaceful bliss. And you can, I guess, for the lack of a better way to put it, have whatever you want. However, here's the scenario that comes into my head <laughs> that makes me wonder: What if your version of heaven? is to be with, let's say, your your soul in heaven. It's is to 
spend eternity with the soul of someone who you were in love with here on earth, okay? You want to, you just want to spend eternity with that person there, your vision of perfection, mm -hmm. and that soul is just, you want to be attached to that for all of sure. eternity. That's why you'd, you'd get married on this earth. Exactly. Okay. But what if that's not that person's soul, what if that's not their vision of perfection? What if that's mm -hmm. not how they want, would want to spend their eternity? You can't really, Conflict. you can't have it both ways, or can you? And if you can, is that kind of that's somehow why Nick cheating is here. the system? Oh boy, if that's why I'm here, then I, got, <laughs> I got news for you, we're in trouble, guys, we're in trouble. Um, well, here's the good news. So the good news is you said, you said uh, we both believe in God is what you said. Uh, you said maybe you'll see it, maybe you won't. Here, the good news is that uh, the whole Christian message, the whole point of Jesus coming down uh, and doing everything that he did was so that anybody who wanted to see heaven could. And so that's the good news. And so here, you know, for you or for your listeners, um, the, the good news is that for anybody who wants to see heaven, mm -hmm. uh, you have that choice. It's totally in your control. It's totally in your power. And so that's an exciting thing. And I, and I feel like oftentimes that's actually a freeing thing as well. Um, that at the end of our life, we're not thinking to ourselves, did I weigh up? Did I measure up? Did I do good enough? You keep you know, bringing up this, right. kind of, this internal scorecard, like 8 out of 10 or 4 out of 10. <laughs> of the right. like, like the truth of the matter is this. The truth of the matter is that we all suck pretty bad. Okay, <laughs> just being honest with you. Like, sure. like yeah. I don't want you to think because I'm sitting on this couch and I'm a pastor that I'm going to beat an 8 out of 10 or a 4 out of 10 or a 2 out of 10 depending on how you're rating this thing, right? <laughs> uh -huh. the, the truth of the matter is that every single one of us, uh, we missed the mark. Uh, the mark was perfection, right? Uh, a, a, a God who is holy and righteous uh, and clean and pure can't coexist with our sinfulness, mm -hmm. right? Our sinfulness, we've all done bad things. We've all made mistakes. I do it all the time. I make mistakes. Um, it's, it's human nature. It's what we do. Because we've made mistakes, it separates us from this holy and righteous God, right? So if you think about like, like clean white snow, and then this muddy dog come, comes running through and just kind of shakes his tail all over the place and then gets it all dirty, right? Well, if we picture heaven as this clean, white, perfect, beautiful, pure place, um, and we think about earth as being this kind of broken, fallen, um, hurting uh, world, then the two, naturally, they can't coexist because, you know, your idea of heaven being perfect and holy would be tainted. And so so the good news, and, and really what... Um, what all of the New Testament talks about, the, the gospel of Jesus, is this idea that because all of us has messed up and because all of us doesn't make the mark, the Bible actually says that your best attempts at reaching that mark is nothing but filthy rags. It's junk. It's trash. It's garbage. So you can do all the best things in the entire, that everything that you think that you could do perfectly is still but garbage uh, compared to how righteous and pure and holy God is. And so there's two ways of looking at that. One, you can think, man, I'm screwed. Right, yeah. Like, we are done. We're <laughs> why, <toast>. why even? <laughs> why even try? Yeah, right? but aren't there like levels of rags? I mean, because <laughs> think about, you know, there has, to be, there has to be some separation between how somebody like myself and Chris would live our lives versus somebody who would carry out a horrible act like one of the ones we've seen in the news recently, right? Yeah. You know, you would, in our minds, we would think so, right? Because... Because truthfully, at the center of humanity is pride. And so what I'm hearing you say is, I'm hearing you say, 
well, I'm not as bad as some of these other mm-hmm. guys, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, I didn't kill anybody, you know, like, I, if we're going through the Ten Commandments. Yep. But but Jesus really kind of addresses this because this was a common mentality that humanity has had for thousands and thousands of years. And he said, he actually took it one step further, and he said, um, you know, somebody said, well, you, you've heard it said that it's it's not acceptable for you to commit adultery, right, on your wife. You can't, you can't cheat on your spouse. That's wrong. He said, I'm going to take it one step further. And say that if you've even lusted yeah. after somebody else, right. then you've already committed that in your heart. And so, look, I've never killed anybody, but I've certainly been pretty mad at people. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I, I have gone in fights through yep. through middle school and yep. high school. And so I think if we were to measure our our filthy rags, as bad as they are and as different levels as we think they might be, at the end of the day, uh, Jesus just called it sin. He just lumped it all into one category. Hmm. And so, no, I don't, I don't really think that there is different levels. Now, we have to have a justice system, right? And so, naturally, we have to put, you know, this is worse than this uh, to keep society sane and to keep things moving forward. Um, but really, the Bible just lays it all out and says it all breaks God's heart. And because it all breaks God's heart and because it's all, um, you know, filthy rags, because it's all filth, uh, it's all in one category, and that category is sin. Okay, here's a stupid question that will go back to heaven here for a second, because I know this this is something, Sean, you and I have talked about, too. Mm -hmm. Give us, Nick, your thoughts on what you, you know, what you've learned, what you believe heaven is, right? So we all want to, because everything is so tangible here on earth, we want to try to put something, we want to equate it some way, right? So. You know, if I get to he- like, let's say I die tomorrow, uh, am I am I thirty four forever in heaven? <laughs> do I age? Is yeah, what there anti aging in heaven? Right. What do you look like? Do you look like whatever you want to look like? Do you even look like anything? Do people see you? That's a that's a great question. And, and the the reality of it is that we don't know. Right. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, I haven't been there. <laughs> you haven't been there. Right. Uh, and the Bible does tell us a little bit about heaven, but it really boils down to a couple of basics because um, I don't, I, and I think people have been having this conversation again for thousands and thousands of years. So I don't believe that I'm smart enough to try to figure it out here within a 30 minute interview <laughs> or something. Um, so I'm not even going to attempt to think that I am. But here's what we know we know that, that heaven is um, in eternity with God, in God's presence. Um, we know that the, the opposite is an eternity without God's presence. And so if you boil it down to its extreme basics, that's what we know. Uh, we know that, um, that there's a, 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 a long, you know, an eternity of either being close to God or being away from him. And that's honestly, if you were to boil down heaven, if you want to get into the specifics of what kind of house you're going to live in and, <laughs> right. and what kind of car you're going to drive, I mean, dream, baby, dream. Because I'm going to be in a Ferrari, I'm going to be in a mansion, and oh uh, and I'm going to look like, I don't know, David Hasselhoff or something like that. Do you think there's a... During his Baywatch years, right? Yeah. Not now. Okay, not right. now. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. not now. Do you think there's a difference in heaven for, you know, you say we're all, we're all sinners... Right. Well, but is there a difference in the afterlife if we all do get there, if if we get there because we want to get there, if that's all it takes, if that's enough, is there then a difference for people who lived a certain way here? Is there is there a greater judgment? You know, I think there's uh, the Bible definitely speaks about rewards in heaven, uh, and so it's it's kind of like this interesting thing. I don't think it's like a star on like a, a good report card type of thing. 
Um, but I, I do think that um, whatever that looks like, I'm not really sure what it looks like, but I do think that there will be different rewards or different, you know, there's, the Bible talks about crowns. Like, I don't, I don't really know and I, um, what that's going to look like. Again, I, I haven't been there, but I'm not sure. That's, that's a great question. I'm excited to find out someday. Is there a hell? Is that just the place that you talked about, the afterlife without the presence of God? But what is that? What does that mean? It's still something that's for eternity? Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, as far as the way that I interpret Scripture and the way that I, you know, read it, yeah, absolutely. There's a a real heaven and a real hell, which is what makes the work that we do here on earth so important, uh, which is why you see us, you know, kind of work with urgency. Um, Because if I believe what it is that I say I believe in, then that means that, you know, there is a, a real place where you can spend eternity with God and there's a real place that you'll spend apart from him. And my, you know, in, in, in my heart, I want as many people to be in heaven with me to, to, to have that eternity um, with God, my friends, my family members, people that I don't even know. So if there's not that scorecard then, how does God decide? So, if, it, if we're all sinners and it doesn't necessarily matter you know, the extent to which we sin, then how does he decide who's going to spend eternity in his presence and who isn't? Yeah, and and what's really cool about this is this is kind of more of a, a simple answer. This is something that's been kind of held as common belief in the in the Christian church for thousands and thousands of years. And it's, and it's really simply this. It's um, for anybody who puts their trust in God, for anybody who believes in Jesus, puts their faith in him, um, they will be saved is what the Bible says. And so what that means is that if, if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord of your life, then heaven is, is yours for eternity. Um, and I think that's important. And the reason why I think that's so important is because when we get into all of these, the nitty gritty, is this sin worse than that sin? Am I better than this person? Um, what do I have to do to get to heaven? You know, this, 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 all these ideas, um, when we can really put a simplified answer on it, it levels the playing field. Mm. You know, to say, look, we're all just as bad as the next guy sitting sitting next to us. Doesn't matter what your sin looks like or how you act out in it. At the end of the day, you're still a sinner that needs Jesus's grace in your life. Uh, when we level that playing field, all of a sudden we can no longer compare ourselves to everybody else and get prideful and puff out our chest and say, I'm going to have a bigger house in heaven than you are. <laughs> you know, this whole mindset, right? When it comes down to the level playing field, we realize that we're all in the same boat. We're in a sinking ship and it doesn't matter how we got into that sinking ship. We're here and there's a life preserver and there's enough for all of us, but it's whether you choose to throw it on or you don't. Um, I don't love the idea of a sinking ship, Sean. I but don't. I didn't know the life preserver was coming. The life preserver being God. Right. Yeah, the life preserver right. being your faith in Jesus, yeah. From what you just said, there's one thing that, I want to say rubs me the wrong way, but one thing that I would I would have an issue with. I would almost, it's like you say that there's there's the level playing field and that we're all the same, but ultimately what it comes down to is if you put your faith in Jesus, then that's what separates you. Whereas for me... I look at that as to say, somebody who who puts their faith in Jesus, but then who does bad things, okay, is now somehow in God's eyes still, I don't want to say better, but still at a different level than someone who might have a different faith, who lives their life the right way and is a great person, they're now 
not the same in God's eyes. Whereas for me, the level playing field should be believe what you want. It's about ultimately what you do when you're here and how you act or, and who you are. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't make the rules. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't. I, if I was God and I and I created, I, so I don't have. You know, I, I will never say that I have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Um, here's what I know for sure. I know that we are all in the same level playing field. In that God's love for us. Uh, whether we love him back or we don't is the exact same. He he loves you recklessly. Uh, whether you whether you're uh, a, a Jew or whether you're a Buddhist or, or whether you are, are um, Islamic, you know, and you and, you, and you, you put your faith in Muhammad, whatever whatever it is, he uh, looks at all of us as his sons and as his daughters. He looks at us as his children, and so his heart is breaking for all of us. Um, that same, the same amount. It's not like a, you've got favor with me now because you went to church and you said these prayers and it doesn't work that way. Okay. In fact, in fact, um, I would go as far as to say once somebody, uh, God will never love you any more or any less than he does right now in this moment. There's nothing that you could ever do hmm. that would make him love you less. There's nothing that you could ever do that would make him love you more. And so this level playing field, it really applies to so many different, um, mindsets or all these different questions in that that right now his heart is is breaking for anybody who's who is on a course that would separate them from him forever his heart is is downright broken for them so how does god view different religions right how does he view a religion that doesn't subscribe to jesus we're talking christianity here right the uh, our common Yes, faith here. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you're, so just to be clear, you're talking about different denominations, or you're talking about different faiths outside of Christianity. Outside of Christianity. Yeah. Again, I think he he views every single person as um, a son or a daughter. Some, so, can somebody who never believes in him go to heaven? The Bible would tell us no. Jesus uh, himself said that he says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God but through me." Mm. Now, as he says, "Come to the Father, but through me." But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, I'm not the judge. Right. You know, at the end of the day, who makes it in and who doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't come down to me. And I'm so grateful for that because can I sit here a hundred percent honestly and tell you that that I'm gonna know. Um, who all is going to be in heaven and who all isn't? Right. No, of course right. not. Somebody once said, uh, <laughs> somebody imagine? much, somebody much smarter than me once said, "You're going to be surprised by who you see in heaven and who you don't." You know? Yeah. How about that? Interesting. Yeah. When I don't see you initially, I'll think, "Well, does time exist in heaven? <laughs> if I die first, do I have to wait before Chris gets there before no, we I can have know. a beer?" I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Right. The the timing of things. Well, yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to wait for somebody else's soul to join but you. But time, right? time may not exist in the way we perceive it there, right? So when you when you get there and your relatives who have passed, are right. they going to be like, "About time yeah. you got here. We got the table set." <laughs> are Grandpa, they gonna, Grandpa got a facelift. Uh, right? Are going to be like, well, "I just good. got here too." Right. I don't know. And it's isn't that question. weird? Because when we want to see, like we talked about this, we'd want to want to see. We'd want to see our grandparents. As we As, remember them, right? And they're probably going to want to be seen twenty-five, exactly. And maybe, <laughs> and maybe your grandfather sees your grandmother yep. that way, and you see her the way that you want to see That's her. That's the other thing: is how do you write? How do you then recognize? Right. 
as you're, you know, interacting, assuming we can interact. Right. And assuming they're there. Yep. Hmm. Here's one thing we do know about heaven. Yeah. In Nick's heaven, the Cowboys win the Super Bowl every, every year. Time. Exactly. <laughs> every time. Exactly. No doubt about it. Well, that's the other thing. I always wonder, too, because, you know, on this planet, we have, we have freedom of choice and we have competition and we have so many elements that I would just hope are there. And like on this planet, what makes winning so great is the fact that you can lose. Right. And I don't, I don't necessarily... And the work you have to put in exactly. to win. It's not just given to you. Right. I don't want to... I don't... To me, it is in heaven if... And I love sports, right? And right. I want to I okay. sit down and watch a basketball game. This is going to be a fun an- yeah, analogy. But if I sit down and I turn on the TV and I know my team is going to win that game every time... You may not watch. That's not heaven. There's no, there's no fun in that. Hmm. I don't know that there's going to be participation awards <laughs> in heaven, guys. So I love the hypotheticals, but I don't. I mean, <laughs> do you think you could date somebody who isn't a? Now I'm getting personal. Do you think you could? Do you think you could be in a relationship with somebody who, who wasn't a Cowboys fan? Probably <laughs> no not. chance. Probably yeah, exactly. <laughs> to somebody who who just isn't too big on Jesus. What do you think? Uh, me personally, no. no. I mean, I'm married. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm married now, and, and we've got a, a daughter, a two year old daughter, and and life is great. Now, what what um, the lifestyle that I live as a pastor uh, it would not be conducive for somebody who doesn't get it, right? For somebody who doesn't get it, and sure. and truthfully, right. I mean, if if you think through just the decisions that you have to make on a day to day basis, your worldview is what's going to shape why you think you're right and why you think somebody else is wrong. And so, you know, for anybody who's kind of pondering that question, they really have to wrestle with that in their own heart, make that decision themselves. Uh, worldview affects quite literally every decision that you make. Um, so can you, can you raise a family? Can you, what do you teach your kids? Uh, and religion aside even right. uh, about anything, uh, can politically, can two people on the opposite spectrum uh, coexist in a house peacefully? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, and, and I'm not. You know, I'm certainly not going to say one way or the other on that. But that's that's an individual person's um, decision that they have to kind of wrestle with. I mean, my religious background um, has given me the moral compass I have today, and and really, on in many ways, the the political spectrum on which I live. Um, obviously, as you grow older, you you learn different things, you see different things, and it may shape your beliefs one way or the other there. So while I'm probably more conservative than not, there are certain situations where I would lean left. Right. Just because of the, your personal life experiences as right. you go. Right. I want to ask you about the Bible in particular and religious texts in general. Do you do you view the Bible as 100% fact, historical document, or more or less uh, kind of like a, a map, a, a guide, so to speak. A teaching tool, almost, A teaching right? tool, right, to inspire you and to draw from and to learn from. And then, if whatever your answer is on that, then your take on other religious texts outside of the Bible. Yeah, so I do believe that, um, that the Bible as we know it today is God's inerrant word. And so I believe that there is... Uh, fact that is found in it. 
you want to get into the nitty gritty about uh, about created in seven days, um, you could really honestly, again, people have been arguing these things for thousands of yeah. years, and so it's kind of a, a whole can of worms that's difficult to get into in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, there's great research that shows uh, just how incredible this book has been through translations. Um, you know, from the from original text that we found, the Dead Sea Scrolls was such an amazing discovery uh, for Christians because they were able to show how well this document has been preserved over thousands and thousands of years. Uh, that what they would say is a statistical anom- anomaly, where literally to have it be translated so well um, from the original text and mm. last this long yeah. without having those original texts there to go back to and refer to on a regular basis. Anybody who's going to objectively view that, and there's there's plenty of people who have um, objectively viewed that, is going to say this is amazing. Um, this is you know this is uh, somewhere in the high ninety percent of translated so perfectly timeless. What is your favorite passage? Do you have a favorite uh, something that you kind of you know hang on to all the time, or or I guess you know, deliver to? Um, parishioners all the time. There's yeah, I mean there's there's a there's a few things for me. I, I like this idea um, of Ephesians three twenty that really talks about um, basically saying that we will not play it safe. That our God does the impossible, and so because our God does the impossible, we take risks. And for my family, that's kind of become uh, a hmm. model for us. Hmm. Um, we moved out to New Hampshire. We didn't have a place to live. We didn't have a job lined up. We made the decision that we were moving out there. Found out my wife was pregnant. We had no health insurance. I mean, you, some would call that stupid, and I would, I would, I would, you know, on, on some level, you know, if you just look at those people facts, you know, people yeah, you've spoken yeah, yeah, to, absolutely. Okay. I think my father-in-law was a little upset when I told him that we were moving. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, you can't just look at the facts. You have to look at your experience and those facts together. And so, you know what? We took a, a big, bold step of faith, and man, we're so grateful that we did. Moving back here to Saratoga um, to be home. Um, that was a huge step of faith for us to to launch a church on Broadway. I mean, there hasn't been a church on Broadway, guys, in in years and years and years. And in modern history, people have a hard time remembering right here on that main strip of a church. Um, you know, especially considering other facts that we have that have come in. That facts that say that ninety seven percent of this area does not go to church. Less than three percent of this area attend an evangelical Bible believing church on a regular basis on the weekends. Wow. Yeah, and so this is actually. Uh, and more research, Barna study shows that that um, the capital district in specific is the least Bible-minded region of the United States as a whole. Now, why, Nick? That's and, unbelievable. And, and I, I, didn't, I never knew that. Me neither. And I would say, because people who know me and, and again, know my family and, and how, you know, we're rooted in Catholicism— People would say to me they'd see these acts, which we are now seeing across the country and, and way too often here in the United States, and they would say, well, you see that, how can you believe in God? What God would allow this to happen to 49 people at an Orlando nightclub? What God would allow this to happen to 70-some, 80-some people uh, in, in Nice, right? Can I give my answer before we hear your interpretation Absolutely. to see if there's... To Please see entertain us. Okay. <laughs> My, my, the way I've always looked at this is that God, I, not, and I, I think there, there, there are miracles. I believe that, you know, he, he picks his spots, but I believe that for the most part, he probably has a policy. We're on our own. A non-interference policy. Boy. Because otherwise. And look what we're doing. 
He does. It's page 377, 82, chapter 4, article 7. Yeah. Knew That's it! The Don't policy. tell him. I knew it! I knew it! Come on. It's the rule Don't. book. It's the, it's the God rule book. Yeah. That's it. That's what it is. It's a standard policy procedure yeah. on that. Right, yeah. yeah. No, but I, I feel like, look, why, why create it all to begin with if you're just going to dictate how it goes? Mm. I mean... Isn't the book better when you don't know the ending? And I'm not saying we're just his entertainment. I think there's a greater purpose, and, you know, I believe he's he's judging us to see how we handle these situations and how we can grow on our own. But we can't grow on our own if he's going to grow for us. All right. Okay, Nick. So I guess if somebody enters Next Level Church and they say to you, I've left whatever my church was previously because of all these acts uh, across the world and and I no longer have a belief in God what do what do you say to somebody like that well I, I would first I would tell them they should probably go back to their old church and meet with their pastor sit down with them have a conversation because um, I, I've never one I've never heard anybody uh, come in to say okay, that about good. necessarily about you know what's going on around them or whatever Um you know, we're, we're not God. I mean, if we knew all the answers, then we would be God. And so a lot of these are mysteries. A lot of these are things that, that people um, haven't been able to figure out. I don't think it's something to figure out. I think it might be a tension that we have to learn to manage. And we just go back to some of the facts. We go back to some of the facts that um, I hear this often is that why would a loving God ever send anybody to hell? Okay. But here's the thing. A loving God never sent a single person to hell. No, a loving God would never do that. The the, the idea is, is the question itself is a setup. It's a it's a it's a it's a myth in their brain that they they misrepresent um, the idea of God. A loving God would never send a single soul to hell. A loving God loves us so much that He gave up everything to spend eternity with us. And when we think about things in that um, frame of mind, why why do horrible things happen? Look. We don't know. We don't know. But we have promises that are found in Scripture. There's there's a promise that's found in the book of Romans that says that he's working all things for the good of those who love him. So do we know why these things are taking place? No. But is there good that can come from it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we learn from it. We grow from it. I know that my life, uh, if it was a cakewalk, I wouldn't be half the man that I am today. Right? Going through right. trials, going through wrestling with these hard conversations that we have. It, there's spiritual formation that's taking place um, when we have to to figure out what is it that we believe through this and how you know how do we respond to this? Do you think there's anything that God can't do? And I don't mean like you know yeah, create yeah. a boulder so heavy he can't lift. I don't mean like that. But I mean, do you think there's anything he can't do? I think that um, God would never go against his character. So. The can and can't, it's a funny thing, right? To, to say that we have a all-powerful God who's in control of everything, but it's like, but then would God lie? Right, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. No, he wouldn't right. because it would go against his character. Yeah, I see. And so I think that, um, well, I'm not, in, the, in a form of power, could God lie? Yes, God could, could lie. Mm-hmm. Would he? No, he wouldn't. And I think that's kind of the difference there is that he would uh, never go against his character. What do you think? Do, uh, no, I don't think there's anything that he couldn't do. Me neither. I, I believe in the higher and almighty power. Right. So do you know what why is it he couldn't do? Can I give my reason for why I believe in is God? Is God a he? Is God a he? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, supposedly created us in his image, but that might not necessarily mean a physical image, right? I mean, can't that mean, well, I don't know. What do you think it means? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't, 
you know, I don't begin to think that God looks like a human necessarily. That's a it's a right. that's a yeah. difficult yeah. You know, that's certainly a difficult thing. God has appeared, um, you know, in in a burning bush before. He's spoken through a a donkey. I mean, there's plenty of um, uh, instances that the Bible has specifically noted um, to say that you know we might not have that that idea of God down. I don't think that He's this long white robes, white beard <laughs> right, right. looking guy, right. you know. Now Jesus himself was a was a human. <clears throat> yep. And so I think that there's, you know, validity in that, but but I don't know. I don't know what God looks like. Yeah. Um, created in his own image. I think what that means is that that God has feelings like we have feelings. Um, that that God can um, reason beyond our understanding, but but as a voice of reason, uh, like we have reason. So that's what I would. That's what I would think. I've always told Chris the main reason why I believe in God is not for anything that's right. in a book this is, or. This is, yeah. I, I, because I think Nick might actually agree with this. Well, because well, first of all, I can't explain how any of this was created, and. You know, I, I, you can say, you know, there was the Big Bang that created the universe. Well, then something had to create that, you know, and, and I get you can take it as far back as, well, then what created God? But that for me is I can understand, I can accept that there's something beyond my understanding, which for me would be a God. But also when I think about life on this planet, mm-hmm. everything is difficult to some degree and i think that that for me is like there's there's no reason why eating a cheeseburger shouldn't make you look great but it doesn't like if you want something you really have to work for it ultimately if you want a good job if you want to look good if you want like we and we as a people if we want to not be sick we have to find cures for illnesses if we i mean we have to work for almost everything that we want to achieve as a people and usually individually Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. and for me why wouldn't that be from a higher power saying you know let's see what you do with it right yeah everyone's got their own (laughs) everyone's got their uh they're for you. Uh, That's wrong. No, yeah. no, no. I think it's uh, man. I think uh, everyone has their own epiphany moment, right? You know, you, you some people sit on top of a mountain and they look up and they see the stars and they think, how could there not be a god? And for me, I'm not a big nature guy, and so I've never had that epiphany. Though I can appreciate nature, I can look at the ocean and think, man, like there yeah. is. What that tells me is how small I am. Hmm. And so I, and I think it's similar to you. Like you see a working order. You see that that. Um, that the physical world that we see has this uh, unexplainable natural order, and that must have been put in place by something. There's rules that are being followed. Um, science, you know, science tries to explain the idea of gravity, or science tries to to go further and explain those things. And I think that you know, I think those are. Um, I think that's great. I think that we should continue to try to find you know what are the orders, what are the sciences behind it. Uh, at the end of the day, something. In your brain, to what you're putting together, something made that order exist. Yeah, it, it created the lines in which we can color in. So this is we're recording this on a Saturday. Yes, and Nick will have services tomorrow, Sunday. He will tell stories of the two idiots who walked <laughs> into right. his office <laughs> with right. all of these questions. Exactly. <laughs> and on that, I've got another one. Well, of course you do. Do you believe that the only life that exists in the universe is here on our planet oh i love that question i love that question i have no idea 
Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, change anything for me either way. I love the idea of um, of there being you know possibly life on other planets. I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd in that sense, but I have no idea. I think there is life on another. We've talked about this. Yeah, me too. It's hard for me to believe that there isn't as opposed to that there is. You know what I mean? I can get my brain to the idea that there is life elsewhere. It's hard for me to shut it down completely and say, no way. Yeah, I mean, Does especially especially because every single one of us has a, a, an Uncle Larry, you know, who had that experience <laughs> when he walked out of his RV in the right. Arizona desert. Right. And Uncle Larry's never been the same. Well, if... if Oh, in, in the history of UFO sightings, if yeah. just one of them was right. real, then there the answer go. is yes. But, you know, it seemed also would seem like an awful waste of space, wouldn't it? I know. Right. Like, why would God... Well, look, why would God... Who the heck... <laughs> you would, don't know. Right, but why, why bother with this expansive, seemingly infinite universe mm-hmm. if the only life is going to be right here... And we don't even have the brains to go because out and explore that stuff yet. Because when we screw it up so badly, yeah. <laughs> there are other arenas on which to mm. put life. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick, we've created another workday for you here. While, like I said, on a Saturday, and, and you'll do your services on uh, on Sunday, 388 Broadway. Right. I, I can't. The statistics are unbelievable. Yeah. 3%. And so, what people going to church? You know, going back to that original or, or one of the earlier questions, you said, you know, uh, what is what is one of the scriptures that you live by? And yeah. so, you know, Ephesians three twenty it actually says, "Now to him who's ex- who's able to do exceedingly more than we would ever ask or imagine," and it, and it really is um, kind of a, a verse that sums up what we've seen happen in Saratoga in the last four months. So, you know, you guys, uh, your your station covered. Um, you know, what we were doing with the gas buy-down. Right. We, yep. we, we did a gas buy-down where we gave away 2,500 gallons of gasoline for a penny a gallon. Uh, oh. We would have done it for free, but they made us put a little... They're like, they, apparently the machines can't give away free gas. Uh, so right. so we did it for a penny oh, a gallon. And people were coming in, you know, filling up their truck for 25 cents. That's unbelievable. It was, it was great. And so just to be able to love on the community and let them know that we care for them and not in a, not in a weird way, not in a you better be at church tomorrow because you took our free gas kind of way. You know, it wasn't like that. And uh, we just, the, the response, single moms crying, saying, I couldn't afford to put gas mm. in my car. Thank you. And then and then we launched in, in this incredible um, just reception from the community here, uh, rolling right into Easter where we dropped thousands of eggs from a helicopter uh, as a free yep. fun event for kids, you know, and, and we saw... Um, over 700 people on Easter Sunday, 27 people made the decision to put their faith in Jesus for the first time. And so for us, we count all of these things as a win when we measure, like we were talking about earlier, that opportunity to love people far from God and move them to life in Christ. People who, um, like I said, maybe have never been to church before, have been hurt by the church, um, or haven't been to church in a long time, are finding a community. They're finding a home here at Next Level. Yeah, and for cool. me, that's the—I mean—that is the ultimate right. great strength of religion. We see it across the globe, where what is supposed to be such a great thing, then used as as a weapon, right. a tool right, of right, manipulation. Right. You know, religion is the thing that a lot of people are most passionate about in mm-hmm. their lives, and when that passion is flipped, it can lead and has led to some of the worst things in our planet's history. Right. But on the right side of things, done the right way by the right people what an impact it can have. And Nick, we haven't talked about this, but you told us before we started recording here that you've you've kind of experienced it all in religion, right? You, you've tried 
different types of churches, and now you've found the one that, that fits you best. Is that fair? Absolutely. For Well, within Christianity, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up in, um, in, in churches that were um, you know, I, I would say fun and, and kind of you never knew what to expect on a Sunday and things were a little bit crazy. And uh, so I kind of grew up in that in that model of church and um, found that difficult to invite friends to. And then I swung to the complete opposite end uh, where it was really conservative. Yeah. You know, I went to Liberty University for a, a short amount of time. And so Jerry Falwell is most known probably for the moral majority and this, this crazy. So I swung all the way to this conservative side. And then I'm like, you know, I don't know if I can invite my friends to this either. <laughs> and then to kind of land in the middle here uh, where really where we are now uh, with Next Level Church just really fits my DNA. Cool. It fits how I was created. Um, a place that, you know, we, we meet in a downstairs, you know, nightclub type of setting. Yeah. You know, we're at the, the Newberry Music Hall where it's kind of a jazz club. In the back there's comedy. Um, but, you know, it fits everyday life for everyday people uh, in a society where churches unfortunately have, have in the past polarized themselves from society. Let's seclude ourselves. Right. Let's right. let's. And you know, we never want to become a country club. We don't want to. Ple- we don't want to be the place where you dress up and go, and you see only your friends and everything. Oh, hey, great to see you. How yeah. are you? Oh, things are great. You know, <laughs> um, we want to be a place that's extremely inclusive, where anybody off the street can walk in judgment-free, and they can experience Jesus at their own pace. And I know that's one of the, if you you know, if you go online and, and you look at the, the mission statement or, or a, a, about. Uh, next level inclusion is is such a huge thing. Absolutely. Uh, we end each podcast, Nick, with what are you watching, reading, listening to? So give us kind of a, a flavor of your life here. So that's a great question, I, and I should have thought of this before. Well, um, we don't really give a lot of prep time. I'm yeah. a, no. And our answers are always horrible. <laughs> right. yeah. So off the top of my head, yeah. uh, I like Netflix. We don't we don't have cable okay. um, because I feel like we get just as much value out of Netflix and Hulu. Uh, so we're we're pretty big on Netflix and Hulu. Um, if you haven't seen what is it, eleven twenty two sixty two? Don't know it. Oh, the you know James this. Franco, the Kennedy Hulu original. Oh my gosh, this is up right in your wheelhouse. Un- Unreal. Never heard of this. And with all the hypotheticals, I'm going to go one step further. Amazon Prime has the Man in the High Castle, uh, which is this this uh, alternate reality where in in the 40s, instead of the United States winning World War II, Germany wins World War II. Uh, very Whoa. cool. And it cool. is mind-boggling so mm-hmm. those are are two um really interesting uh, 11 22 62 and the man of the high tower yes okay yeah and then wow. listening I, um it's summertime so we were at dave matthews band last night cool. we, right. we love uh just kind of that fun jam band music so dave matthews is on the playlist right now oar john mayer trio band yep. um outdoor barbecue type of music cool. uh, here in the summer reading um the advantage by patrick luncioni i don't know if you've ever heard of that uh, it's all about leadership. He, he basically says that the advantage to um, why why corporations are successful and why others aren't uh, comes down to organizational health. Mm. And so making sure that people are a priority, uh, making sure that culture is strong and that people enjoy where it is that they're working. This was fun. This was great. Yeah. We were hoping, right, to find a guest who would be willing to entertain our ridiculous questions but also said, shed some light on the mysteries that are out there. And we found one. Perfect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, and we'll I got be back one next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would love that. Hey, anytime. You guys are welcome. Okay. I got one question for you guys. Sure. Yes. Um, and this is going to put you, this is, this is a hot seat question, okay? All right. All right. Why 
is it that sports commentators oh, are boy. so biased against the Cowboys? Yeah, you know, uh, that's just like a Cowboys fan thing to say. Yeah. yeah. No, that's you, my point exactly. But, uh, my but, point exactly. <laughs> but you know what? No, this is funny. Uh, I mean, listen, it, when, I know when, we're America's team. The, I know we're the, you know, the... Yeah, the, but when the Cowboys are on, like, let's say... But see, if you get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, you're getting a good Cowboys I was just going to say, you get the... If Aikman. you get the Cowboys on CBS and it's Phil Sims... Bunch of Redskins He's guys not going to love the Cowboys. Right, right. It's hard. It, it, I find it difficult. I've gotten better about this as you cover sports to detach a little bit. Uh, I'm a Braves fan and a Packers fan, and I'm from New Jersey, so it doesn't really fit but here in new york i have to do highlights of the mets playing really well that's not easy <laughs> i've 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 been able to do it though 15 years of beating us down the division wasn't yeah. enough for no, you no i need okay. more okay all right. so i thought <laughs> is your wife a cowboys fan she is yeah was she before you met her she was okay. no conversion necessary yeah. it was right. uh it was on the questionnaire the pre-dating questionnaire <laughs> exactly. that I had her fill out yeah, jesus cowboys <laughs> we're good to go america baby yeah, exactly. here we go <laughs> exactly i love it thank you nick yeah, thanks, guys. All right, what are we watching, reading, listening to? Well, right now we're watching the end of the Open. Yep, the Open Championship. championship. Uh, it's going to go down to the wire. Mm-hmm. So I won't say who I think is going to win because then I'll be wrong. But okay. it's going to be Phil or Stenson. Stenson yeah. Okay. Um, what are we really watching, though? Uh, oh, I'm going to try this Netflix show, new uh, show called Stranger Things. Okay. You heard of it? No. I don't know much about it. It was recommended, so I'm going to go for it. it it's, I, I think it's kind of hard to explain. I mean, I read like the log line thing on it the other day, and it's, I'm still not sure I get it. And it's like a lot going on. Yeah. I am so far behind on the Netflix, Amazon Prime. What else is out there? They create shows specifically well, for Hulu, like yeah. Nick said. I'm so far behind on any of that. Like, I've never seen – I've seen one episode of House of Cards. I would like to watch that. And Orange you, is the New Black. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't seen any of these shows. I know. Well, you'll get Fuller House on DVD, obviously. <laughs> I'm so. good. I didn't see that <laughs> one. But all of these specially made for whatever. Right. I just I haven't seen any of them, and everybody says how good they are. What hmm. am I watching? What am I doing? You're watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's over now, which is it's good. Done. It was excellent. Are you still trying Homeland? Still trying Homeland, almost all the way through season three. Okay. So we're getting somewhere You're here. getting there. Uh, Six Ray... will start soon, I think. They're on, Yeah, too. probably. Yeah. Uh, Ray Donovan, I watch. Um, you know what I'm going to watch? Our buddy Josh Kumjan, who we've talked about on the uh, the show here before. Ad nauseum, really. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, enough of him, right? Um, he is why, and, and we've talked about this. HBO has a new show called The Night Of, mm. and it looks awesome. And he said the first episode is great. It's a miniseries. It's only eight episodes. So Another show that, that I watched the first episode of. Um, it's on AMC, but it's they're airing it. I mean, it, it's from England, I mm-hmm. believe, and then they're airing it here on AMC. It's called The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston and the guy from House, uh, Hugh Laurie. T. Swift's new guy, huh? Yeah, exactly. How yeah. about that? And, okay. and by the way, maybe... Hiddle Swift, they call him. Hiddle Swift. Maybe now the leading candidate to become the next James Bond. What do you wow. think about that? Yeah. He's climbing those ranks. Okay. Who else is in the mix? Well, Idris Elba yeah. is a name who's been He's thrown great. around. Um, 
Look, Daniel Craig. That's still a show I'd like could to see. Do Luther. Could. I've never seen Luther. Luther. Yeah, Patsos has talked about that. Yeah, with us. right, right. Um, and that was good. Night Manager was good. I think okay. I'll give it a go on on episode two. Cool. Um, did you ever watch The Americans? I I watched probably like the first half or three quarters of the first season. Okay. And then just kind of lost track. Not of it. interested. I was I was really into it. The problem I had early on was like. It's a fascinating show with compelling characters and good storytelling, but it was like you kind of th- like they're the bad guys, right. the main characters. Yeah. So for me, it works in a setting like House of Cards, where you can root for somebody as like attempted rise to power mm-hmm. because there's like something there for it to achieve, and even though it might be bad how they get there, it's like the way that. They would get there, and the Americans would be harm to our country. Like you can't really root for that as much. Okay. I don't care about you know political wheeling and dealing, screwing over pe- other right. people you don't care about right. as much as so. But I guess now they're like totally the good guys it, or I mean, something. Rave right? reviews. Yeah, it's, I mean everybody loves that show. Whoever watches, yeah. It. All right, and well, it was good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just not enough time. There's not. I mean, imagine people. In this world, doing productive things with their lives, right? Like we they don't, have, we don't right. find ways to watch some of this stuff. Imagine people who are actually doing good. No, you know what the problem is too. We try to take on too much because we want a little of this and a little of that. Sure. If we just said, "Look, I'm going to focus on this one show," or "I'm going to finally read yeah. this one book," yeah. you know, you might be able to do some damage, right. put some stuff behind you, mm. but it's like. You start so many things, and you hardly finish anything. It's tough. Are we finished here? No. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the the ponies, man. We got the track starting on Friday. We're gonna Big. go see some uh, horse racing. Yeah. Yep. How many times do you think you'll get up there? I, last last season was most everyone went. Is that a career high? I think I went six times last year. It's pretty good. It's six weeks long. You go once a week. Yeah. It's not bad. Um. And it was great, you know. Travers last year was incredible, mm-hmm. and uh, probably like four, yeah. I would say this year. I so rarely get up there if I'm not working. It's right. bad, you know, where you just go and have fun. Yeah, but you go up on a Saturday. You're working. It's over. You're done working. Yeah, you got to come back for eleven still. That's yeah, the problem. That's a bummer. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. Can't have enough fun. Two-stroke lead for Stenson as they head to 17. Thanks for the update. Okay. It'll be long over by the time (laughs) this is up on iTunes. Oh, right. Right. Good. Uh, What are you listening to? How about the new Adele song? It's not all that new anymore. You like the new Adele song? I do. Yeah, me too. She's good, isn't she? She She's great. She may be the best. I know. Vocally. Yeah. Hmm. What does she put out that you just don't like? She did the, she did the one James Bond song I can't stand. The theme song yeah, for something. I, I didn't mind it. Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall. Yeah. Um, right. Because most other artists, you might like a song or two a lot. Yeah. Invariably, they come out with one really, like, yeah. Right. She's, I mean, all of hers, you could, you could. You'd listen to They're the not album channel changers. Right. right. You're not going to just. Right. Skip next on it, or you know, well, let's see what on, what's on the other station. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Matthews Band was in the area recently. He loves playing SPAC. He says it's his favorite venue. Hmm. Uh, people go to Matthews shows like more than ninety, more than a hundred times. I mean, why? 
So they go to church, 3%. They go to his, 97%. I mean, what, what's going on with people? I don't know. I know Nick said he went... What is the what is the one musical act you've seen the most times? Do you know? Oh, there I, none. Yeah. No, I mean I don't. I'm just not a concert goer. I know, so. and neither am I really. Yeah. I never feel compelled like have to go see right. And then these shows like Fish, where you just you're enveloped in this right in this <laughs> drug induced yeah sea of people yep. yep. I don't get it. No, well, I, I mean, I get it, but I, I, we don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't go there and ever enjoy myself. It wardrobe change here or something on the golf. I thought he was, was weird. Cristiano Ronaldo on, uh, on us over there. Stenson's got his, his pants, pants unbuckled. unbuckled. What is going I mean, on here? This is, I guess it got warm. I guess. The heat of competition. Um, All right. So what are you reading? Um, I, I currently am not reading a book. How about that? <laughs> well, uh, good. So you're in a good spot. I need something. Right. You can either spend the time that you would spend reading yep. to do some damage on some TV shows. R- that's true. Or yep. you start a new book now. Right. And that's what I need. I need a, uh, I need a, I need a summer book. You do. I don't know what that means. Apparently it always just means like light reading. Like, like you'd go to the beach, you'd have some light reading. Like the eighth grade book report kind of book? <laughs> yeah. You I'm going to read uh, Scarlet's Web? Uh, I don't think that's eighth, eighth grade was like to kill a mockingbird, wasn't oh, it? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not so light. Abel's Island? Is that a thing? <laughs> Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. What about uh, Animal Farm? Animal Farm. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, you reading? No. Well, yeah. I was okay. reading a book and... Um, oh, this is this is good. Was it a, we were at a bar last night. It's <laughs> in <laughs> uh, the night before, and the night, uh, and um, I left the sunroof open mm. with the book on the front seat, and it rained. So, oh yeah, oh, and it rained, so it got destroyed. <laughs> so I had to replace it. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> How far into the book were you? Well, seven eighths. Are you re- so you have to you have and, to find out how it ends. Yeah, it, and it's not damaged beyond readability. Okay. Yeah, I'll still get it replaced. Why? Because it's damaged. So what? You can read the rest of it. Yeah, but I like to have a. What do you? What? I like to. I like it to be nice. <laughs> Who cares? I care. What are you gonna do with the book once you've finished reading it? Shelve it. Okay. Let's just say <laughs> that one doesn't make it to the shelf. Well, here's my thing. Is the twenty? Is it really worth the twenty dollars to put up on your bookcase like a uh, a trophy? Here's why I think possession is important in the real world. I think when you die, mm-hmm. what you have is uh, what are, you take are with you. Going you. To heaven? <laughs> That's all you get when you get to heaven is what you have with you when you're dead. Really? Well, no. I think you could probably acquire new stuff. Boy, you know what we should have asked? Is there some kind of form of currency? Like if a new book comes out and you're up there. Right. Can you read the book? Can you... Boy. And can you just, like, touch it, and then, boop, the whole knowledge of the book goes in your head. Or well, you have to no physically fun. sit no, you, there you and... You don't want that. I don't want that. there's no work. Right. So when you die, you yeah. take what you currently have. You can't 
bring things from the past. You have to be able to acquire. Okay, but you, what I'm saying is you can't bring things from the past. No, I think you can't. I think there has to be a way in heaven mm-hmm. where you could be like, boy, that childhood toy that I want. You know, you know what you to do. You go to some like old toy dealer who's in heaven who's still dealing in those old toys. Oh boy, right? I mean, well, there's got to be some you way. You still have to work, right? Do you have to I work? I don't know. And if you don't have to work, is that not fun? If there's no responsibility, yeah. Do you know what this is? Huh. This is either a setup to another podcast with Nick, <laughs> yeah, I don't, or think. just proof of our unpreparedness for this episode. Yeah, but you can only ask so, so much. Many questions. I, I mean, I think he was starting to get a little fat. Like, guys, <laughs> we're good. Nobody here. knows. We don't know. Right. Have your stupid little conversation somewhere else. Right. On the podcast after he's <laughs> off of it. That's the other place. All right. So now you'll never get back.